Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Path the Partner podcast. My name is Kyle. I go by Kyle Dempster Studios, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nate, who goes by Gnarly Nate. How are you doing this week, man? Dude, I am amazing. I started the YouTube channel up, uh, so I'm trying to do some YouTube stuff over where I'm at. I'm um, really trying to diversify and grow. I'm just kind of having some internet issues. So if you guys are tuning in here and you're like, oh, man, I've seen Nate. It's, yeah, I'm just dealing my ISP. So hopefully sometime very, very soon it'll be ready to roll and we'll be back on schedule. But until now, I kind of have to only post YouTube content. So you can find me over there. Maybe gnarly Nate as well. But how are you doing this week, Kyle? Uh, I am good. I feel honestly very bad for you because I have been in that <laughs> boat two major times. And I know you've been dealing with this forever, but it's it's a terrible feeling. We should actually do a uh <laughs> we should do a I don't know, a support group episode at some point. Because if you're out there listening, just know that the tech issues happen to the best of us and uh it's it's very challenging. It can be very daunting to deal with that especially because live streaming is more complex than i think any other singular type of content creation like podcasting i have a backup recorder for it fairly easy as long as the internet's working and our audio is good set now that, that alone can have issues but then on top of that you know you start adding in video and you're capturing a game and now you're live streaming it so there's the pressure that like you can't just save and exit and do it when it's convenient like streaming's hard why why do we do this to ourselves it, it's crazy how like and that that i've even seen a broadcaster with 1.2k viewers go through the same thing where it was like a month of just like the ISP won't do anything. The ISP won't do anything. And then like, then they went like a whole entire month and then finally got to where they needed to be. So, uh, yeah, it happens to the best of us. It's one of those things you just got to, uh, the best thing is, is now I'm pretty much a network specialist because I know how to do everything to figure out what's wrong. So dude, yeah. I, I had, uh, I still have a Google fiber engineer's phone number. Oh, I like to text them personally from, from whenever I had my issues. Like it, I, I'm with you there, man. It, you really become a mini, mini expert in this field. Uh, and a segue into to people having this issue, we're going to have more of them because Twitch has set up their studio beta to make it easier for more people to get into this beautiful hellscape that we live in that is uh, both glamorous and also riddled with issues. And and this looks kind of kind of sweet, actually. We've talked about this before. But this again, this is Twitch Studio Beta. Uh, they just published an article yesterday on November 12th. And it looks pretty cool. Have you had a chance to look at this thing? I have not got a chance to look at it yet. I've been dealing with so much other stuff, but <laughs> you I have. definitely want to take a peek of it right here. Take a peek. Basically, it is, uh, I, I'm guessing, the simple person's OBS. And I don't mean that to sound like crass or rude or anything like that to anyone because OBS just is not that simple. It is not that simple. The first time I got into OBS, I mean, I didn't know how much their bitrate could be. Like there's a lot of things under OBS. Again, back to the complexity of Twitch and streaming anywhere. There is a lot of complexity. And I think that's what Twitch is trying to take away is, I, and I believe that's how they first marketed us when we heard about it from TwitchCon, that this is not the premier streaming software, but it is the easiest, or what mm -hmm. they're hoping to be the easiest, has guided setup, so walks you through the mic, the webcam, monitor resolution, bitrate, and much more to help you look like look and sound great, they say. 
Um, okay. I like it. It's it is a very 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 uh basic one, but the thing is with a lot of people, it's I mean, this is what happened with me posting the first YouTube video up uh on my own. It's like I'm not comfortable in front of camera. I'm scared. I don't want to start it. I, I have an idea for content. Mm-hmm. What are people going to think? So there's so much that goes into it before actually just just posting the video. And the same thing happens with broadcasting as well on Twitch is we it, it's very it's scary at first and like especially when you open something like obs or even Streamlabs, it's, it's terrifying you're like oh man i have no clue what to do you can youtube and google as much as you want but still it's kind of scary and they definitely have taken a lot out i think it's amazing for beginning broadcasters because you it, everything's right there ready to roll you can just get it done and um i like it i honestly do if you're if you're new out here and uh, it should be. Is it rolling out now or when does it come out? Oh, now available to everyone, says the subtitle. So apparently I have not actually tried this, obviously. It is something I'm not even sure if I will try. Like, I feel like there's a part of me, especially if you guys out, out there have questions for us. I'm sure we'd be happy to download it. It's, it's probably would take Nate and I seconds to set this baby up. Uh, but it is one of those things that, again, as a as a I think I can call myself a veteran streamer. I, I don't think I will be. I definitely won't be moving to it. It it's like you said, simple and easy. But that's the thing is overcoming that hurdle, like you just mentioned with yourself and YouTube. And I want to do the same thing. I've been watching uh, some great YouTube channels out there, uh, just binging other content and real big content creators are saying, just make this, you know, just make the move. Don't you don't even need a good YouTube video. Just make a YouTube video. And I think the same thing applies to Twitch. That. I've, I've coached some peop- people personally that were getting on to Twitch and they'll say like, I'm so afraid to hit the go live button. I'm like, well, you can always make a dummy account. Like your first thing that you go live with does not need to be the end all be all. And it should never be actually like you should never be a content creator that never moves on. So please do go out there and experiment and try this program hit live. Because if you like it, then you'll create your own branding and everything like this seems to have some nice, clean built in branding to go along with it. So. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I've seen with a couple of people that actually share between our community is at the first time they went live, their content wasn't, you know, wasn't branded. They didn't do a whole bunch of stuff or have an idea. But after they went live and got comfortable with it and they started realizing people would come in and watch and they had fun with it, that's when they branded. And they really, I mean, I've seen this person blossom for like maybe it was like a month and a half ago to where they're at now. And it's just like a whole new person. And they're like really starting to scheme together and do it. So the, the biggest part with anything is just being able to get over the first hurdle, get stuff going. And that's what I like about this Twitch studio thing is it does get you to the point where you're more comfortable and you're, you know, you, you can see if you like it or not like it. So I like it. Yeah, it's saying it's got com- customizable templates, uh, comes loaded with starter layouts and overlays to help you effortlessly personalize look at your stream. By the way, one of these days we should um, <laughs> we should set this up so we can drag windows o- over on here. We'll maybe get a different layout or something. Oh, can I can I interject this right now? Speaking of things that Nate and I are talking about live streaming these episodes on YouTube. So it's something we're both a lot more comfortable with than recorded video. <laughs> But it was brought up in my Twitch chat. They were like, can you stream it on Twitch? And I was like, eh, it doesn't fit in our content cycle. But then they were like, well, then YouTube, you're posting them there already. It would actually make the upload cycle very easy for the two of us. And we could answer any of your questions live, uh, probably as long as they pertain to the content. And then maybe also if we have extra time at the end, we could always try and set up like a mini Q&A thing if we have people that are interested. We'll, we'll definitely play with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's a thing. That's a thing. I'm sorry. I had to 
totally out of nowhere yeah, put that. I in. mean, yeah, we don't have a like any of the listeners out there, people watching. We don't have any um any set date or time yet. Mm-hmm. We're we're still it's still very new. We definitely want to do this. We're we I mean, me and Kyle are each other's biggest supporters and trying to get everything going. So we'll think of some stuff, try to get everything up and running. But like I said, once my internet issues are fine and everything else, so. We'll, we'll figure it out and uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted and probably tweet it and um, tweet stuff it. like that. Yeah. yeah, we'll tweet it. Yeah, I think that would be a good plan. Uh, that way we could also like, again, we'll, we'll look at throwing some of this stuff on the thing. So again, for our podcast listeners, these are also up on YouTube. That's fairly new for us. We've only been doing that. This will be the third week of it. So again, get out there and just do stuff. That's the that's the summary for story number one. Now you got Twitch Studio beta. Go out there. Oh, can I also say, though, this does pertain to what we just talked about. Like, that wasn't such a random rant, because as cool (laughs) as this Twitch Studio beta is, one thing that we'll probably not have, very obviously, because branded, is you won't be able to use it to flip between stuff like we will. So what I mean by that is OBS, again, with its bigger tools, you can use OBS to quickly, you know, we could stream to Twitch, we could stream to YouTube and anywhere else. This one's probably very integrated with Twitch, as I see here. It has integrated alerts, so you can monitor and interact with your community using Twitch Studio's built-in alerts, activity feed, and Twitch chat. So, Hmm. pros and cons, man. It's a smart move for Twitch. If they're like, you want to use Twitch Studio Beta? Guess what? You're not streaming anywhere else. <laughs> it really actually is. And I wonder, when was this set to be released? Did this, because we've had more people moving off of Twitch lately, more names that are, uh, and I can't remember the one that just went to YouTube live. Oh, Courage JD. Is that it? Okay. I don't know that person. Sorry, Courage JD. He's one of, he's, yeah, he's one of the, um, He's one of the uh, like ninjas and like he was part of ninjas group. So it's really big that he left because that, uh, shit, that really uh, mixes things up. Oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is totally off topic, but I looked into the YouTube live streaming section. Man, that is weird right now. Like it's so hard. Like I, we, I don't know what we've really st- I don't know what we've said in the last couple episodes, but I don't know if that's a viable area to grow as a streamer uh, just because I looked up our game and a couple others, and you have to know how to find that streaming tab to enjoy mm. it. So I guess that's yep. what they meant when they killed YouTube gaming the first time is that they like nuked the site that made it easy to find. Yeah, but the thing is with Courage JD moving over to that platform, it shows that... I mean, the second largest like search engine next to Google. And now it, if they want to put in some inf- like uh, effort to really try to make it feel more of a tight knit, close community. And then they are like, hey, let's just put this out. They they had the funds. They had the money. I mean, they pulled like more money than Twitch has ever made in one quarter last, this third quarter. So um, I think if they really wanted to do it, they could. Um, and I think that they're going to be probably trying to restructure their whole thing because i mean i would i mean you already own like i mean you get 200 million views per day on youtube and twitch gets something like 18 million so that's like a huge gap so i think it'd be a smart idea for them to do it but like i said it is very hard i mean i'm looking through it right now and it's like I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's technically live. I don't know where to look through stuff. So The best I did, because obviously Nate and I stream a lot of Elder Scrolls Online. I checked that in Minecraft, because uh, that would be a good just general comparison. I think I also looked up Call of Duty at one point, too. But you had to search the name of the game, and then on like the right-hand side of the screen for me, it popped up with the, the actual 
category of the game, like not any of the channels. And then we went into there. There was a thing that had live streams, but they're not in order from biggest to smallest. So not that that's a this way or that way. I mean, that could be a good thing. But the one night I looked, the biggest Minecraft stream was a meme stream of like someone's hands over a green screen. They were just like flying over a world. Like (laughs) it was it was so weird. And I was like, "Uh, okay, this isn't even a, a real stream. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do. Um, I mean, it, when you're in YouTube and you search stuff, so say like you type in like the Elder Scrolls online mm-hmm. and you type it, there's usually that big empty space to the right. You know, you see that? Yeah. Dude, if if if, if YouTube was smart and they really want to invest into it, say you type in Elder Scrolls online and you start watching all the, the VOD videos, like the, you know, the stored one, and they put streamers on the right hand side, maybe in like just random order, that could definitely launch a streamer's career on there so I, I mean i would keep an eye on youtube i don't know what they're doing they i mean they clearly went after someone and got someone and brought him over um so it's going to be interesting to see because now we have instead of it just being twitch and mixer and people being scared of mixer but twitch was never super scared of them just because they're still on the market and we've seen like shroud and ninja go over there and we've seen how it kind of paid off in their dividends and certain things but um, like I said, it, it all comes down to like, what do you think is the uh, the largest platform here in the next two years, five years? That's the one I would choose. But I do think if 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 YouTube decides to hop in here and put that, where it, it's it's gonna it could that could be a game changer. But like I said, if you're out here listening, anyways, you should always be putting out content on other things, TikTok. Um, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. Kyle's got a TikTok now. I got a TikTok, you guys. I got a TikTok <laughs> chat. But it is it, what you said is right, though. We need to diversify. Nate and I are both real hot on YouTube right mm-hmm. now, like, and that's good. I mean, that's good. There have been a lot of things. Neither of us are doomsdayers about Twitch. Like, neither of us think it's going away tomorrow, so we don't want to scare you like that. But at the same time, Nate and I have, over the past couple episodes, talked to you guys about our concerns. Um, Communities getting a little bit more, not just outright toxic, but maybe, like, they're kind of, like, uh, circling the wagons might be a nice way to put that. Like, not hostile, but it doesn't feel like there's much cross-pollination over there these days and that's not a great feeling to just not be meeting new people all the time that's what that platform lives off of is your standard community and meeting new ones and i think that's why nate and i feel especially hot on the idea of youtube it's algorithm based it's got real ways to refine your content and show it in ways you can't with a live stream. Um, and I, I think, Nate, your internet issues are kind of a sign, a divine sign yeah, pointing you. You must do this. Oh, please. Oh, yeah, no, that's huge. And that I mean, that's what the huge thing Kyle said is we're not trying to scare it. Like, we're we're still going to be full-time oh, podcasters yeah. on Twitch. It's just now, instead of having a full-time job of just streaming, we're going to be doing a full-time job of just streaming and another full-time job <laughs> um, on top of the social media we still have to keep up on. Oh, my, there's a lot. But it's almost needed nowadays, and it really kind of boils down to how bad do you want it. And I yeah. think that I, I think that if you can put a video up on YouTube and get, like, uh, get subs and get, you know, views and likes and comments from it, it, it can never hurt. Mm-mm. So the thing is, it just really depends on how much time you really have. If you're going to be doing this full time, what you need to be doing and how you need to be getting stuff uh, done and 
I don't know. TikTok's good. Instagram's good. Uh, Twitter's good. YouTube's good. They're they're all good things to grow on. I mean, so I've not really heard any what I want to say market leaders or uh, talking heads talk about this thing very recently. Um, and and the concept is back back oh, ten years ago or less. People were still chanting the motto. Don't not, you don't need to be everywhere. You just need to be wherever you are and doing it well. And what that meant was post really good Twitter content and maybe really good YouTube content. Like I'm just picking those two out and just do it really well. Those two don't be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. Well, that wasn't around. Uh, Twit. You don't be everywhere Vine. doing Vine, doing a little bit, but be in like two or three places doing it really well. And I almost wonder where that sits now. Like, I would be curious to hear because it feels to me like that idea is kind of deflated a little bit, and it's now like, well, be everywhere and do it all really well, or else. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's it's the it's the market and how we evolutionized is like. Back in those days, we used to be able to do that. Like, I mean, because I've been on Twitch for a long time been watching Twitch for a long time back in the Wild West days of Twitch. And um, it's it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you can if you just stick to Twitch and do it, you'll be good. But nowadays, now there's so many more content creators, people that inspire to be a content creator. And like, but I did see a cool stat about it. So like all these people want to be content creators, but the thing is a lot of people quit and a lot of people like stick more than two years doing something usually take off. Like YouTube's usually two to three years before your content takes off mm -hmm. Twitch. It's like, you know, it could be a little bit more instantaneous, but it really takes about a year, two years. I'm at almost, the, I'm at the coming up on like the two year mark and I'm full time for one year. And I'm starting to see it like really take off. So I think it's just persistence and stuff. But now you have so many people doing so many different outlets trying to do it. It's really kind of last man standing. So I, I think diversifying your stuff, doing as much as you can without stretching yourself too thin. Um, me and Kyle are both full time. So we can we can do YouTube. We can do Twitch. We can do all the social medias as well. But if you're not full time, definitely try not to spread yourself too thin because you still got to take in your mental health and like how yeah. happy you are is, you know, cause that, that will wear you down as well too. But it yeah. is, that is an interesting conversation right there. Like when, when do you grind and sort of stuff like that? Cause I, I, I feel like that's a, that would be a self criticism of myself in 2019 was I thought that I was going to, well, when I was leading up to going full time, I was like, great, I'll finally, this is such a lie. I, I kind of even <laughs> knew I was doing it. But I'm like, I will finally be able to like do Instagram stories every day and do this, that, and the other every day. And you know what I did? None of that. I didn't get up and I didn't do any of that stuff. I got up and I came to stream and I treated it uh, a little bit like a desk job that I wasn't, like I was passionate about it. But there is one of those things you got to be careful, like like we were just saying, not not getting too into the groove of something that it just becomes routine. And we still as content creators always need to stay fresh. Um, I did in the last week and a half or something start posting like every day on Instagram stories just to just to be doing that. And I feel like that has helped setting up a TikTok account just the other day or today. I was like, you know what? Oh, I'm kind of used to this now. Like I'm used to whipping out my phone and recording like 60 seconds every morning, giving like just a brief recap of what I'm doing. And 
I think that's there's something to be said about that. Just get used to being social if you're not already. Uh, I talked to my friend and I said, you know, I, I think I kept waking up thinking I was going to have happiness or motivation just delivered to my doorstep one of these days and that that was going to make me do it. But that's so not true. Like we are we are in control of whether or not we're going to do that next social media plunge or not. So here's Nate and I pushing each other to do it because I've yeah. seen huge dividends from this. Yeah, th this has really paid off. So everyone out there listening in the audience or watching here on YouTube, thank you so much for coming in and uh, letting us know and having some feedback and reaching out to us through like DMs and stuff. Mm -hmm. That means a lot. It definitely some days keeps me motivated to come in and do a lot more. And um, so thank you guys so much for reaching out or reaching out to us. Yeah, <laughs> it gets it, it gets you and I, and I think in this really good space too, because we talked tonight for probably like an hour or two before show, yeah. and it just was like about two hours. yeah, about everything relating to streaming, the ups, the downs, and that's so healthy to kind of just talk about everything, what's working, what's not, where we want to go with it. So do make sure you're out there setting goals uh, for yourself. And I know this is like a big tangent from where we started, but we keep these shows free-flowing and fun, mm. hopefully. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. Get limber, Nate. Get limber. <laughs> uh, speaking of, like, kind of, I'm, I'm trying to create a segue here. Speaking of putting good vibes out there, Twitch created a paying it forward thing on, well, Twitch. It basically, if someone's <laughs> gifted a sub, they will have the an option, like a, a, a drop down of like, oh, I can either thank them or I can gift another sub to someone else in chat, basically is what it looked like to me. I have not seen this, though, personally. Have you had a yeah, chance to... I play uh well you know uh the isp internet gods hate mm -hmm. me so no unfortunately have not <laughs> i don't mean to keep dragging that up <laughs> have you <laughs> no, had any not... fun in the last year no i've been locked in a cage under the bed <laughs> yeah that's a huge thing i think it's a really good thing because it i'm from like uh, i'm from like a the border of ohio and west virginia and we have a toll bridge and every single time it's 50 cents. I just give the guy a dollar and let the person behind me mm. go forward, you know? That's nice. So I think it's kind of the same idea. I think people can get willy nilly about that where it's like, oh man, someone give me a sub. Well, I'm gifting someone else a sub and I'll give it to someone. Else. I haven't seen it in my chat. Uh, well, I haven't been streaming, but um, it's definitely one of those things I think is good. I think it's beneficial. It's one way Twitch, one Twitch is padding their pocket and it helps pad us and i like that twitch is moving to a point where if you are a broadcaster you can um they're giving you way more ways of making money which i think yeah. in return keeps you staying there longer so uh i think they're trying to they're trying to salvage something or that you know there is a little fire under their butt from mixer but i don't know i like it i like it a lot i haven't seen it work but what yeah. are your thoughts, Kyle? Well, I'm looking at a picture of it. For anyone that wants to find it, they put it on their Twitter support. Or I'm sorry, well, Twitter support. They put it on their Twitter for the Twitch support handle uh, November 8th. You can see a picture of it. And it is just one of those. It says, you received a gift sub from whoever. And then you can hit the thank you button or the gift more, which, again, I, I think, like you said, it's nice because people on the Internet are lazy, generally speaking, myself included. Like, we don't – we are just so barraged that – a lot of times people need a a thing to, to prompt them to do it. Uh, can I actually have to throw this conversation in to say how lazy people are? And if anyone in my chat is, has done this, I'm not criticizing you. This isn't a criticism of anybody. This is just a, a an, an observation of the world in 2019. 
I get people all the time that ask what those channel points are that Twitch implemented, and they've not they just don't click them because it's it's very self-explanatory once you click them. But people, uh, this this is something about UI design and how Twitch works. People are more comfortable drafting an actual message to say, "Hey, what are these?" instead of actually clicking on them. So Twitch, if you're out there, Either they don't seem clickable to people or something, but I think it ties back in that people need to be prompted because I don't think people are such avid explorers on the internet anymore. Like, there are people on Twitch that still don't know what bits are, how bits work, why they should do bits. Uh, I, I think this is a good way of kind of bridging that divide because, geez, again, if someone will take the effort to draft a sentence asking what those points are instead of just clicking on them... That's really telling. That's really telling about how UI and the modern brain works. And I get it, man. I get it. Again, not a criticism. I'm lazy. Yeah, we, we just need, like I said, we just need stuff. Uh, we need stuff laid out pretty easy for us, man. Like the easier it is, the better everything kind of seems to go. Yeah, so I don't know if that means Twitch should also look at promoting bits in some way too. Like... It, it, not to come off as greedy streamers here, but like yeah. when people don't know that they can support like that, it is weird or it is like I, I think it's just better when Twitch does that job for us because then as streamers, we don't have to come off as greedy or needy or anything like that. Honestly, I think the most fun we get from subs or bits or anything like that is when we're surprised as a streamer like that. Uh, I don't think much, I don't like to ever promote that sort of thing like i just never in my stream take a moment and go oh if you guys want go ahead and subscribe i do kind of fling it off of amazon prime though like we have a prime command in chat just because prime is so niche and i do feel bad for anyone that doesn't know that they have a free sub waiting for them if they're already paying for that like so we i do try and explain that but um i don't know the rest of it just feels maybe tacky sometimes <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is I always want to be like one of those real people. I don't like. I, I mean, even though we we are live or die by the broadcast right now, it's, um, it is one of those things where it's like, man, like we we kind of need to promote it, but we don't want to promote mm -hmm. it, and it makes it into a thing. That's why, like, Twitch Prime is definitely acceptable because it's free. But the, if Twitch could do something where they can, like, you know, bits and whatever else, it'd be really cool to kind of like highlight the use of it or something, make it a little bit more like. Oh, I can just click this and this is what happens. Make it a lot more user friendly, I guess. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how they could do that. That would it would um hmm. I mean, and Twitch also has all kinds of secret ways to get bits too, uh, that people don't know about. Like and I feel like I should pimp this out here on the show, that there is the website Twitch RPG, which sends you surveys every once in a while, like twice a month or something, maybe more if you're in a more niche demographic. But you can get upwards of 500 bits for free every month just by completing a survey. And my chat was like, what? That's a thing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I barely knew, too. And so now they're all filling out surveys, getting free bits. <laughs> but I wonder if Twitch almost could work something in. You'd have to be very careful so this isn't, like, botted and destroyed. But, like, I wonder if Twitch could almost, like, give certain verified accounts, like, a certain small amount of bits like 100 200 bits to use or something like that sounds crazy to me saying that out loud i could see that being scammed so quickly but like i it's almost one of those things that like if you can give the person something to try and then you get them in the habit of using it you know oh that sounds great sound like a drug yeah. dealer 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much social media releases the same type of uh, same type of endorphins and stuff. So right? you know, I think it, it's okay. At least uh, you know it's a healthier version. It's like a casino. You know, I, I imagine if a casino gives you like a couple free tokens to go spend, that'll actually. You know, if you're staying at a hotel that is a casino, like you're and you weren't even planning on going there, you might because you're given something free to use. So I, I there's probably a lot of psychology to back this up. Probably. Until then, oh, I'm yeah. just a witch doctor talking on the internet, so don't trust me. <laughs> uh ooh, this next story. <laughs> this next story, man. How are you gonna segue into this one? Mm. That's what I wanna know. When you're spending time at a casino, make sure you're not <laughs> hanging out with any banned Twitch streamers. Because uh, teenage Fortnite pro suspended from Twitch for streaming with a banned player, and and I'll read a little bit more of this. Fortnite pro Cody Clicks Conrad, that's not Conrad, that's Conrad, has received a seven day suspension from Twitch after he streamed on Monday alongside Zane, a player who has been permanently banned from the service. And this news is um. I don't know. How do you feel about this at, at first glance? Oh, I know this kid. Oh, and you will be banned if you try and stream with him. So you better close that. Oh, connection. Yeah, just getting internet. I don't, don't know, know him. Actually, yes. Oh my for legal reasons. He is. Yeah, he is a very, very. I know of this kid. Okay, that's crazy. He means yeah, he doesn't I, know. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being, in, I'm being um, facetious here. Yeah, because I saw it where it says like he got a seven day ban for having this kid in the stream, and he's like, I had to mute and change his nickname. How does this get away with the three day and all this other stuff? Which is, I mean, people are upset about it because, oh, was this the kid that was swatted as well too? Oh, I hope not. That's dangerous. Yeah, I think this is the same kid that got swatted not too long ago either. Oh, he must have made enemies. That's probably a huge thing. Um, because the huge thing, because if he was, if they, they had the guy muted and the nickname was changed, then how would he have, um, how would they have known unless the chat did something? So I think he just has like a big X on his back. Oh, you're right, actually, because that that showed up on the side. You're right, because I see it in the in the you may also like and it says he, uh, oh, he was four. He's only 14. And this is as yeah. of uh, 1028 of 19. So like October 28th. Uh, teenage Fortnite pro swatted live on stream. God, people suck. Yeah, so I think I think what he did was he's made someone mad, mm -hmm. made someone angry, and then they were finding stuff and trying to bring him down. Because so I was going to say, because when when we were talking about this off broadcast or off uh, off the podcast, we were kind of going uh, back and forth about it. I was like, yeah, I don't understand how he would have known, how Twitch would have known, what was going on, what wasn't. So I think it was just kind of context and someone told, and that's how they found out. But it is kind of weird that like you can't be associated with someone or you can't have someone playing with you that it, it's very weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's it is very strange. And this gets back. I, I don't know that we've thoroughly talked about Twitch's weird banning policies on stream. Uh, we might have in passing. We should probably take a larger deep dive in the future. But it's just that every day it seems Twitch gets more and more indecisive about what to do about these things like i'm not sure that banning this person for seven days or so is the appropriate action for him having another i don't know my brain is really in in, in confusion mode here because is that really where twitch should be spending its time and energy when you have people 
throwing cats and doing all kinds of other stuff on there that are clear violations and you're not doing anything about that, but yet you're chasing down some teenage kid that's like a professional player who has someone in the... I don't understand this either. Another professional player. Another professional player playing with him and he gets a suspension because they played together. Which is, I mean, I yeah. and it would be different if he was talking and stuff. But the thing is, I mean, they are putting a lot more. Twitch is definitely putting a lot more effort in trying to get their moderation team and their whatever they have. And they're really trying to push forth to, like, make it a better system. But right now, I mean, some of the stuff they're doing is just absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah, it, it really is strange. And I, I don't actually understand this because I don't see any clips and I don't see any linked here. But so what does this mean? Um what does playing alongside? It says Twitch after he streamed on Monday night alongside Zane. What what does alongside mean? Like if he was muted and all this other stuff, like you said, it must have been a target on the back. But like where where does Twitch draw that r- line? Like what if they wound up in a match together and didn't know each other? Is that still a bannable offense? Because in Twitch's world, it really might be. Like where where does Twitch draw that line? I, I don't get it. I don't either. And that that's a huge thing. That's why, like, they need to be more transparent. They need to kind of have, like, a set guidelines, almost like a law. Because the thing is, it's like we need to, like, know what's happening. Okay, like, this is that if, if you do this, this is what happens. And we, they need, clean like, cleaner terms of service. And, like, they need to be as completely transparent as possible so that we know what's going on. Because this this guy probably didn't even think anything of it. He was probably like, "Well, I need like a practice squad, dude, so hop on in." But yeah. I don't know because I don't. I know of him. I just haven't watched him too much. Well, so I, one thing that I don't like about Twitch's policies that they've they've talked about is, and I I, I understand why they want to do this. They say that they will handle all these cases privately. And okay, I kind of respect that because it is a private matter in some ways, but also it's really quite the opposite of private. Actually, Twitch, I, I think you'd have a harder time arguing me that that any of these cases are private, seeing as everything is live streamed, making it public, and that hmm. it is the public that's often getting these streamers in trouble when it's faked, or it's you guys being shady when people reporting something publicly and you're not doing anything about it feels like it's all public and until twitch wants it to be private and that's why it's like sometimes it may be good for them to actually talk about these violations and that that's that is questionable but then again our police forces try to do that Mm -hmm. i don't know they do it well but i mean that's really what they do right if if they're being honest the police get up there and they say well this is the situation and this is what happened and they, you know, it's a public statement. Uh, I don't know. That's a great example, though. These days, they're everyone's as shady as Twitch. Never mind. I take this all back. Don't arrest me, <laughs> man. I don't uh, know. No one owns up to what they're doing. Is they make a decision and they don't explain why. Yeah, that's it. We just, I, I honestly, one thing I'm realizing is people like transparency, and we were just need transparency. We need straight. We need quick, especially like. If it's a broadcaster, that's massive. It doesn't even matter if it's a like a massive broadcaster. It can still be like a, a smaller broadcaster. We just want to know like right away, and that's like, uh, I just I, I don't know. I I this this is very sketchy. Like it, like the kid will clearly didn't have him up on there, but something happened. I don't know. I I need to like 
go in there and actually like watch the video on the VOD, but I highly doubt they're like even available. Yeah, they usually yoink all the VODs and clips down and stuff like that. So again, it just breeds this uh, more of an atmosphere of uh, <laughs> kind of distrusting what they're doing. So I, I think this is really something Twitch needs to clean up and soon, especially where they are having competition. We just talked about YouTube. They're no better with this sort of stuff. Like YouTube's very bad with this as well. Uh, Nate and I were talking about how they demonetize people and specifically in terms of the F word. Uh, one of their things says, oh, no, you can say that just preferably not in the first 30 seconds of your video and you'll be fine. And then I skipped down two paragraphs and it said, but also saying the F word makes you viable to not being monetized or something. And I was like, well, what, how, you literally told me both sides of the coin right there. I don't understand. How is that possible to say yes and no in, in the same breath? Uh, that's the whole thing is when it's a privately owned company, they kind of can do and say whatever they want. And it's just like we want and we want like and that's the thing is we want structure. I mean, we I want structure. I want to know what's like structured, structured and what's not. And we don't have it sometimes. And that's what, I mean, even with the YouTube thing, when you're like, yes, you can say this. In this first, but you can't say it in this first part. But if you do say it, it's our choice if we do it. So if you're on our bad side, you don't get money. If you're on our good side, we'll give you all the money. It's like, it's kind of weird how they do it. It's very, very weird and I like it. It is. And again, this this com this one I'm going to bring up comes out of left field here. And I'm not an expert on this. I just am encouraging people out there to do research. But a lot, sh I, I guess a lot shifted recently with... Um, disclosing sponsorship information and i was talking to nate off stream about the the copa rulings and stuff like that that's the children's online privacy protection act i think is what it is c-o-p-p-a so uh streamers out there content creators just be cautious of that those sort of things you you should be paying mind to that um, basically, I think the FCC wants everyone disclosing in a much more serious way whenever they have an advertiser or a sponsor for something. So if you have that, make sure that's outlined. Um, and I think I, I don't understand the COPA thing. All I know is I don't make content for children, but I still need to like read up on it because as much as these big platforms are not standardizing the government ironically is trying to standardize so watch your buttholes because no one's watching them for you <laughs> basically it's the true that story because that's like when you upload a youtube video now it's like is this children intended or is it safe for children mm -hmm. to watch or whatever and then they also have one for sponsorships now you're supposed to like hashtag ad and i don't know exactly what they're doing i didn't really read up into it either i have no clue why the whole sponsorship thing is so big the children thing, I kind of I kind of understand where it's coming from. Is it intended for children or not? But I'm not sure that has anything to do with monetization on YouTube. Um, Twitch, though, if anyone here is listening for Twitch and Mixer and stuff, you guys don't have to worry about it. I haven't seen anything that's been implemented on mm -hmm. the Twitch or Mixer website. Um, so you guys are good there. I don't know about live streaming on YouTube, but no, they definitely want it. They want they want more information. They want to know if you are, you know, you got sponsors or sponsors for the video and all this other stuff. So. Oh, no, we'll see what happens here soon. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know what sparked it recently, but I think the FCC stuff about the sponsorship disclosing is just that it, it was in a really shady spot a couple years ago. And I think it's probably, again, related to kids. I mean, I, I think that's what that's about is if you're naive to how sponsorships and stuff work, or even if you just don't pay attention to it, 
Um, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, there, I think Instagram and stuff is where it's a lot, probably more of a problem, or I guess YouTube videos as well. Ooh. Go ahead. It was TikTok. TikTok oh. had a lawsuit, and I remember this from oh. Philip DeFranco's show. Um, TikTok had a lawsuit against them because the content creators were too young, and their Child Protective oh. Act was trying to protect these kids from posting on the internet, and they're doing like, so I can't remember what was happening. It was something crazy because TikTok or TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok almost <laughs> TikTok almost went down, um, and that was like six months ago or maybe a year ago. They had some kind of uh, something with it. Yeah, it was like Philip DeFranco. It was a long time ago, and um, yeah, so they kind of went through a couple of those things. So I do know. So maybe that's because for one, YouTube has to cover their butts more than Twitch and Mixer because Twitch and Mixer is live, so it, there's little you can do. But YouTube is like so massive and they've been attacked all around the world from like Article 13 to like net neutrality to everything else you can even imagine. So poor YouTube's probably just trying to put in as much as they can so that, you know, they don't get fined or go through stuff. They're trying to enforce. So yeah. I don't really know, but I, I do think it has something to do with the TikTok. No, I think you actually nailed it because I, I Googled it. CNN Business came up uh, February 28th of 2019. TikTok hit with record fine for collecting data on children, including names, email addresses, and locations. So I think that's uh, part of a, a big reason that this is all coming through. But again, like Nate said, we're a little bit safer in the live streaming side, but do... Ignorance to the law does not make you immune to anyone that would choose to go after you. Kind of relating it right back to that story that it is, again, these larger, more um, obvious streamers. Like, that's something that 14-year-old kid, uh, Cody Clicks, needs to watch out for. Is like, if he's got someone that's swatting him, reporting him for doing stuff like that, like, if he ill-uses a sponsorship, you can bet your butt, you know, this malicious actor is going to turn him in for it he might you know I, i'm just using him as an example but all you need is one bad actor in the community that targets you for one reason that's a lot of the a lot of what's going on with these illegitimate i'm calling them illegitimate twitch bands is people are just targeting one another and trying to take down their content via bot reports i think is the one big one i've heard or just kind of like troll spam reports like just spamming oh that person did a thing and then twitch this is where they're being negligent is they're not really looking into it and they're just blanket banning people like oh okay 10 reports or whatever the number is on our side great just auto ban and that's a terrible thing to do as a company like kind of a big middle finger to your creators but maybe it's time that's oh go ahead you continue oh no so um do you, you keep saying that it is the 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 sponsorship has to deal with the kids content oh. i thought they were two separate pieces they are so i yeah I'm, I'm sorry if i made that sound like they were exactly the same but i do i believe that a lot of the sponsorship came out from stuff relating to children to begin with and i that is a personal belief i think oh, that's I where um there has always been a lot about marketing to children. I mean, back when we were in the 90s and such, when we were watching actual live television, I mean, you know how much money they pump into those ads to get kids to buy toys. And I think it got probably, I think this is where it got really noticeable is a lot of young people follow these big social media influencers that are posting 
whatever, and they're not disclosing that it's ads. So there's both sides of it here. I do think children are probably the thing that's what the courts are using to make these decisions. I I, I don't think you need to be so concerned about whether some 40-year-old parent is being missold information. I think both of them probably stem from kids. But one is directly aimed at children. So again, for those that want to know more, go look these stories up. Um, oh, I got you. Yeah, I was I was a little confused. Yeah, I'm sorry. It makes a lot more sense. You're good. I, I I do think that children are the the main reason that it's actually brought up, though. I think everyone's all concerned about you're brainwashing my child to buy your uh, whatever glasses Pew, or whatever. My G fuel. <laughs> yeah, my G fuel with all the lead in it. Well, that's <laughs> actually see that's a that's a perfect case of it right there. Right? Is like all these people like Razor pushed their brand of this, that, and the other. Uh, their energy drink that I don't know why they created. But then you get these content creators out there that if they're not disclosing, it's a brand deal. And they're saying like, I drink 12 glasses of G Fuel a day. I mean, you'll die. And they're getting their money. But then again, kids are out there drinking their 12 glasses of G Fuel a day because random streamer told them to. That it's, makes sense. I got it. It's it's probably just them, the government trying to protect people. But the rules are not that bad. Let me come out as a little pro-government on this one and say, being a content creator, talking about, like, announcing that you're sponsored, not hard. It even gives you a little internet clout, too. So, not hard. <laughs> it's cool to be <laughs> sponsored. Uh, and a little bit of good news, our last story of the night. This is uh, for anyone that has followed this story. Uh, titled here, Twitch streamer sentenced after assaulting pregnant girlfriend during game. For anyone that knew Mr. Deadmoth, he was an Australian streamer, Fortniter, and this story really broke, I think, December 2018 and came back again January 2019, maybe again throughout the year. But basically, he was heard uh, physically abusing his wife on stream and with her kids screaming in the background. It is a very... Uh, kind of triggering clip if that you know applies to you it's it's very violent sounding and twitch got in surprisingly a lot of heat by the community because they let him go they didn't ban him enough they it was not a perma ban they slapped him with like i think a, a week or two ban for all of this chaos and uh it turns out now he's actually being sentenced um 14 month 14 month community corrections order so that's the Australian state of Australian state of New South Wales, where the hearing took place. They did that. Yeah, that was uh, the, it. Definitely, if you're looking up that clip, or you're going to watch it. Uh, your oh. discretion is definitely advised because it is it is a very it is a very triggering uh, subject kind yeah. of going in here. But it's it's one of those things where you know, like that's where like it's like I can understand like you only are seeing a certain part of his his side of things and like and where they're trying to do it but literally just like a very slight ban and then whatever comes through and then coming down the road he gets a 14 month community correction order for like for abusing as well domestic violence mm -hmm. and then twitch is like well you know here's a three-day ban or a week ban have fun like it's okay we'll see you here in like a week <laughs> like you know like uh, it kind of it kind of boils down to like it kind of boils down to what we what we have and stuff like that so or what what our state of twitch is but like yeah. i said they they are they are hiring a whole new um team for uh 
they're hiring a whole new team for the modding and like making sure everything's running smoother. So hopefully we'll see what happens. I mean, Twitch is still super new. The whole mixer stuff lit a fire under their butt. YouTube's coming after them as well. So I think they're really going to be pushing forth uh-huh. and like making a better team to try to do this. But at the same time, right now we're in a the world's in shambles right now, guys. It's uh, it's been pretty it crazy. That that laughing was me having a mental breakdown when I just realized that they banned that kid, Cody Clicks, for the same amount of time as they temporarily banned the domestic abuser. That's oh wow. when I put those when you said that aloud and and I yeah Twitch guys uh uh-uh. uh no unacceptable now I think they did go back and actually reban him. Uh, the 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 Mr. Deadmoth guy, the one that abused his wife. I believe they did go back and reban, but I think that's what really started 2019's Twitch. You need to fix your banning algorithm style stuff. Like I think this, I think he was one of the trigger points, flash points for like when people started to talk about this more openly. And so I, again, I started this off saying good news, uh, and I know it's a very a tough subject. I just want to clarify though that like it is good news that the law did apparently investigate this and came up with what I consider a promising conclusion. Um, It also, I guess, brings up a larger conversation for another day about like, yeah, what happens when bad stuff happens on Twitch like this, like physical violence or anything? What's Twitch's role in it? Uh, You know, I would say that they should be a bit beholden to allow people to report that stuff well but it needs to be treated with due diligence like you said they need a strong moderation team that can be serious about this because so many of these platforms are not like discord does not care about your well-being like they they have a terrible policy for this stuff like if you get doxxed you need to leave that phone number or whatever it is up there until their moderation team can like actually view it like they have these really terrible to you sort of policy so i don't know i they we, everyone needs to step it up a little bit more and i think we all need to do a little bit better at policing our communities i think you and i do that very well we don't we have like a, a zero tolerance policy for bad anything like this um but yeah if you're a content creator out there you want to set your morals again is, is really the important thing because that's i think the only way these big con big sites are going to change around us is if we demand change from them Yep, and that's huge because the, the one thing is is we also need to lead by example, especially mm-hmm. if you're a content creator out there listening. Lead by example. Like we like no one's above you, no one's below you. You are you just need to go out there, set the example, be the example, and like you know, not joke about stuff and make sure you're you are policing these types of things. And I mean Twitch will get in line as well, too. That's why I want transparent rules and I want like a whole bunch of stuff to be like laid out so you you know what's up but it is it is one of the things where you know we got to lead by example until then we you know the the community all our communities look to us as um as uh the role models and the people they want to become as broadcasters especially like the more you grow so the biggest thing i can tell you guys is just lead by example and hopefully that all this type of stuff will go away i don't know how they would police it because i do one of my friends is a as a police officer in phoenix mm. and twitch bans someone's account for something I, i'm not 100 percent sure if it's true they said it was true i but i don't see how twitch could and i know a couple other content creators around the world that have done really bad stuff and they're still 
um, there's still like partners to pull 500, 600,000 views. Wow. And I know that they've done bad stuff. So I don't know how Twitch will really police anything or how the cookies really going to crumble with it. But just lead by example, guys, we got this. We can we can make this world a better place just because I mean, you think about it. We're in front of a camera. We can we can definitely be the change that's needed. So true. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a good I think that's a good place to leave it for this week. Uh, if you guys have thoughts on this sort of thing, to always remember you can email us, pathtopartner at gmail.com. We would love suggestions. Also, we're, we'll shout out our social medias in a second, but like Nate said early in the show, we love it when you guys come by our, our Twitch streams or DM us. Uh, we're both getting into YouTube, so check those out. We'll have links in the both uh, well description and podcast show notes uh, we'd love if you want to share the show around to people that you know that are in content creation or getting into it we really i mean this is a community effort like nate just said so um back at you thank you for keeping us motivated and and running in this uh show but without getting too mushy on them nate why don't you tell them where they can <laughs> find you across the internet uh, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate. And that's only when my ISP decides to work. You can also find me on um, uh, Instagram and Twitter at gnarly underscore Nate TTV. And you can find me here on YouTube at gnarly Nate. It'll have like a little logo um, of my logo. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming in. Yes, for those that can't see it, he's got a, a red red hand. What's the name of the sign hmm. your hand is throwing up? Uh, it's called a, uh, I don't know, I think it's a chukka is what it's called. Uh, sh- yeah, something like that. Chukka, I thought you might know, it's your logo, man. <laughs> I don't know, it's the hang loose sign, man. Hang loose, dude. Well, I don't, I, one thing is, I, I don't know, and there's like, I know there's like a Spanish cuss word that kind of goes oh, around with it. Oh, goodness. So I was like, I don't know how much I want to push in because, you know, YouTube. If, so, if Nate um, just said uh, uh, we really didn't mean it, please <laughs> honestly don't destroy us, YouTube. Don't ban us. Uh, I am over at twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Dempster Studios starting now at noon Eastern time every day of the week, which is weird. I'm trying a new thing. We talked about this many episodes ago about varying up your schedule. Every day of the week, noon Eastern time. Check it out. Kyle Dempster Studios. Uh, Twitter is twitter.com forward slash Kyle Dempster STU because they hate me and don't let me have my full name. Uh, Instagram is Kyle Dempster Studios and youtube.com. You can search Kyle Dempster Studios right there or you're probably already watching it here maybe. Either way, do it. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Leave comments. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, And we shouted out the email address. So there you go. Get in touch. Next week, we might try doing the live show. So stay tuned to our socials and stuff to know about that. Also, there's just something that escaped me. Oh, uh, next week, we might also try and get back into more of maybe like a learning sort of episode or like an educational one. I like this kind of cycle that we've accidentally built of like one educational, <laughs> one news, one educational, one news. I think it's a nice way to do it, though. Keeps it fresh and keeps people on their toes. Yeah. Okay, folks, until next week, good luck on your Twitch and streaming adventures. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs>